All right, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, Relief Factor. They are paying for this portion of the broadcast, and we're thrilled to have them as a sponsor. Relief Factor, all I can say is it'll change your life. Well, I mean, there's, yeah. according to the people that take it, about 70% of the people who try it sign up for more and order month after month after month. So it's about a 70% chance it'll change your life, according to that. That's not Just, bad. Yeah, that's not bad. Uh, and... I am testimony of that. Uh, there are people that's taken it. Pat took it. Didn't work for him. Uh, it has worked for me. Sarah really likes it. Sarah I know likes a it. bunch of people around the place. A ton of people. It, yeah. Try it. Just try it. You're out 20 bucks if it doesn't work. You get your life back if it does. If you have pain, try this. Completely natural, drug-free, developed by doctors, reduces inflammation. It's Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com. Try it, please. Relieffactor.com, 800-500-8384. Relieffactor.com. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So nobody is really paying attention to what is happening in the market. I think we should, because what is coming was inevitable. In 2008 and 2009, we broke the market. Remember, I, what was it? I violated the free market to save the free market, something like that. The powers that be, the politicians in Washington and the bankers in New York and London, all decided to save the financial system, that it was on the verge of collapse. And I believe them. But they decided to step in and intervene to prevent this. And the reasons were given. Protect homeowners, investors, retirees. Save the banking system. Preserve and uh, or prevent unemployment. Preserve jobs. Because the entire system was going to go down. We all remember it. We all remember how afraid everyone seemed to be. The Dow and the NASDAQ shed around 50% of their value in just a couple of months. Major investment banks, 100 years of growth, just went belly up overnight. Trillions of dollars of value erased. We knew at some point we would have to pay for this. That time, I believe, is coming in 2019. I begin there in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, getting ready to uh, uh, have Christmas next week. It's a week from today. Uh, wow. We're having uh, having Christmas, and uh, you're going to have the relatives over and the family. May I suggest you get a game? Uh, this could be something you put underneath a tree, and I think you're, I think it's really it's on sale for uh, a really good price right now at Target. But it's called Say Anything. And it's a great game. You can play with the whole family. Doesn't matter. It's, you know, one of those games from, you know, four to 104. Uh, and uh, uh, it's not one of those things you need like nine hours of learning and set up oh, to get into, which I I th- is a big thing. Because, you know, I'm not trying to you know, I don't want to crack the tax code when it comes to starting a game like this. I just want to go in and play and have fun. Can, can somebody can, can somebody please kill all the people that want to bring a Monopoly game to the table? <laughs> please. It's a, Potentially a tad aggressive. Well, um, is it is it really not that much? No, I mean you could kill them, dismember them, uh, you know, put them in a big vat of, of acid that you had to after you killed them. Go to the store, get, <laughs> find a bucket, figure out how to do it. Google all of the directions on how to do it. Clean it all up before you even get to the halfway point. It 
monopoly. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. So True. it's not that dramatic. Anyway, this is a fun game. This is a really easy game. Uh, and you'll all be laughing and uh, you get to know each other. It's really it's bizarre how this works. This is not their intent, but it's bizarre how much you learn about each other. It's called Say Anything. Available at the toy section at Target right now. You can save 20% off. Just go to Target, get Say Anything. Great last-minute gift. 20% off at Target. Alrighty. So we all remember 2000. 2009 and you know what did we expect the government to do and the central banks i mean they had to act right they had to act we have to do this and so they did and what did we do the government issued loans and loan guarantees to banks the federal reserve and the sister central bank around the world began programs of buying equities and government debt directly to prop up the markets in the u.s the fed spent over four trillion dollars to buy government bonds stocks corporate bonds mortgages corporate debt and they did it all to stop the next domino from falling and you know what it worked right we lived we lived to fight another day Stock markets stopped declining. Government and corporate bonds didn't default. Most people kept their homes. IRAs, 401ks, eventually made their losses back. We are not in the situation we were in 2008. It is a success, right? Because by 2014, there was pretty much universal consensus that the interventions and the money printing and the 0% interest had worked. Policy, uh, uh, politicians and bankers and policymakers, they all took a victory lap. Hooray! Patting each other on the back, feeling like they had saved the world from a second Great Depression, or some would say, something worse. But something wasn't right. Because we we sacrificed and surrendered something that wasn't appreciated then. It's something that Stalin's financial advisor knew and was killed for pointing out to Stalin. It's why capitalism will fail and socialism and communism. uh, I'm sorry, what capitalism will work and socialism and communism will fail. Now the cracks in the dam are beginning to show. We broke the market mechanism that enables markets to correct the mistakes of human beings. Kondratiev wave. It's a, it's a wave that things go really, really well, but then old systems need to collapse and burn out and, and the market needs to be reset. And so it collapses. And then if left alone, we'll quickly shoot green shoots and new ideas and new companies will grow. Markets reward good, sound, and rational decisions, and it punishes bad decisions. It allows you to feel the ramification of your mistakes. Can you imagine if you never actually knew what hot was because you were always kept away from hot? You could be told hot is bad, but you never felt it. You never burned yourself. You never... You never got close to an iron or a stove or a fire left to your own devices at some point. 
it's not going to be good. Especially if we would take all of that feeling of hot away after you sat on a stove or you walked into a fire. But somehow or another, we were able to say, no, you're too big to feel that pain. We can't let you feel that pain. And so you walked into the fire, but we made it so you didn't remember or feel any of that pain. And we gave you the impression that every time you walk into a fire, we're going to bail you out. We're going to make that pain go away. What stops you from walking into a fire? In 2008, the market tried to correct poor decisions made by people. Decisions of bankers to lend money to borrowers who were not worthy of the loan. Decisions of borrowers to take on the debt knowing that they couldn't afford the debt. Decisions of politicians to guarantee those loans even for borrowers who were likely to default. Decisions by investors to buy into bad loans as investments. Decisions of rating agencies to ignore the underlying data and rate investments as good even though they were bad. In 2008, the markets tried to tear down a house of cards built on greed and good intentions and irrational exuberance on the fear of missing out. It tried, but we didn't let that lesson be learned. We didn't let the market crash. We couldn't let it. We, we couldn't stand for it. We couldn't admit our mistakes. We, we couldn't let the market correct our errors. And this was a good thing. And so we disconnected from financial markets. We disconnected them from the consequences of bad decisions. We sealed the leak in a bubble and pumped tens of trillions of dollars in it to reinflate it. And there's a problem. The market is relentless and a dispassionate judge doesn't care. It's like if you paper over a hole in the wall, it just pushes the problem off to tomorrow. The papering of the market correction in 2008 just pushed the problem to the future, and the future is now. Next year, I'm going to concentrate on eight things, and one of them is the market and what's happening to the free market all around the world. Because we are entering the next couple of years, very challenging times for the global financial markets. And when I say financial markets, I mean your money. I don't care about Wall Street. I mean your money. What we experienced in the U.S. is different from what was experienced in other markets. In the U.S., the stock market lost 50% of its value. But since 2008, our markets have rallied not only to recover that loss, but have realized gains of nearly 400%. So if you invested at the bottom of the market in 2008, you've made 400%. Globally, however, the markets didn't recover. China's stock market collapsed nearly 70% in 2008, but it has only recovered 20% of what it's lost. Think of that. It's at an, it, it's, it's all-time high still sits in the rearview mirror. The same thing is true in Japan and Italy and France and Greece and Iceland and Finland and Hong Kong and Indonesia and a ton of other countries. We're the only one in all of those countries. 
all-time highs are still sitting at 2007 and 2008. There was no global financial recovery. It was just us. We created a recovery in financial markets here because we had the Fed print money to buy equities through 0% loans to banks and companies. And by giving companies these giant tax breaks, they brought trillions of dollars back to the U.S. from overseas, and they put it all into the stock market. But there was no global financial recovery. That's all paper. So now we're starting to see the signs of a global financial slowdown in China, in Saudi Arabia, in Italy, in the EU. In 2008 and 2009, the Fed and Uncle Sam bailed out Wall Street and Main Street. We bailed ourselves out. But how did we do it? And what does it mean for tomorrow? More in one minute. All right, I want to talk to you about filter by. This is, uh, you know, this isn't sexy at all. It just uh, stops you from having to go to the store, uh, which I'm all for. Man, if I could get everything delivered to me and they would remind me when I had to do it, uh, okay, I'm good. I mean, I am just, this world is not uh, good for people who, you know, have sluggish tendencies because we're just becoming, you know, what we're becoming, we're becoming those people in Wally. You see that movie, Wally? Uh, that was a robot thing. Yeah. Right? yeah, and they were all mm-hmm. up in space, and they were all just enormously fat, and yes. they couldn't they couldn't move. That's kind of may I thank Filter by for bringing that life a little a little closer. Now we all we all long to get there someday. <laughs> someday, not having to do anything. <laughs> yes, okay. Filter by, you don't have to run out to the store to get your filters. All you have to do is take it from the front door and pop it into the uh, HVAC until we have robots. And then you yeah. don't have to do that either. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, why can't Amazon take it from the door and put it into the into the Thank you. air handler? I Thank don't you. know why. <laughs> uh, so filter by. Go to filterbuy.com. They can uh, help you with all your filters. You don't have to go to Home Depot or anything else. You, they deliver it to the door. Uh, you can even save 5% if you take, you know, regular delivery. And so it will, it, you just sign up for it once and you forget about it. And it'll just send you the filter to the door. Uh, you know, like every six months or I don't even know how often I'm supposed to change it. I just know when it comes to the door next time, uh, time to change the filter. Um, that's what filter by does. And it's great. All made here in America, an American run company. No reason not to do this. Just go to filterbuy.com. Save money, save time. Remember, just remember, you don't have to do anything because they remember for you filterbuy.com that's filterby.com break for 10 seconds station id so in in 2008 and 2009 the fed and uncle sam bailed us out and they bailed us out with debt In 2019, the world needed a bailout. In 2020, we're facing a global financial crisis that may lead us into a global financial depression on the scale of 1929. Why? 
because the rest of the world did not recover. We did, and it was bogus, and it's magnified now by the technology that is connected, you know, just-in-time delivery supply chain of our ever more interconnected world. As we move toward the end of the year, my team and I are putting together a financial forecast and strategy to help you stay prepared for what may be coming next. I am in the position now that I wasn't in 2007 to be able to say, okay, I want to talk to the best financial people around. I want to, I want to talk to the people who will talk to me behind the scenes. I want to know where we go from here. In 2006 and seven, I didn't have that, but rain is coming and you're going to need an umbrella. You're going to need a coat. You're going to need boots. You might even need a boat. But the good news is, is that we're America and America and Americans are resilient. We have a secret weapon that other nations don't have. And that is a nation full of Americans. We think differently, and when our back is up against the wall, we react differently. Now, currently, we're reacting like the rest of the world. And quite honestly, if this thing collapses and we're not prepared for it mentally, we will be a full-fledged socialist nation by 2021. It'll just happen. It will, and I don't care who's in the presidency, because people will demand it. We need to be prepared, know what's coming, know what the solutions are, be dedicated to our core principles. And that's what this Blaze audience is all about. That's what this audience is about. Americans willing to be independent and self-reliant and eager to help one another. Stay tuned in 2019 because the forecast is calling for rain, but we will let you know how to maneuver through that rain. That uh, China stock market stat is completely stunning to me. I had never heard that before. I know. I, I mean, I don't obviously follow the China Chinese stock market all that closely. But, I mean, we went... You're right. We were at about 6,000, and we got up to, what, 24, 25,000. Mm-hmm. And right now, we're backing off of that a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, but, you know, it's four times your money. China... I mean, I, looking at that the chart, they dropped all the way down to about two thousand, and now they're at like twenty five hundred. Yeah, we 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 dropped fifty percent. They dropped seventy percent, seventy percent. They've only regained twenty percent of that seventy. That's really. I, I honestly did not. I did not know that. <laughs> and you look at the the, the chart, and it's really. Because they were way, way, you know, they went up to a six thousand, went all the way down to under two thousand. And they've only bounced back up to so right now they're twenty three, twenty four hundred. This is why this is why Donald Trump thinks that he can win this trade war. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because they are in real trouble. However, the one thing that we have to take into account is trade war is usually a massive trade war, not what we're doing now. But if the if we continue to escalate this with China, trade wars are usually the first or I should say the last move before a global war. When countries, when there's, there's a pattern, you have exuberance, a collapse, a distortion of the money system, 
then you have uh, more financial trouble, a trade war, and then a hot war. That's the pattern always through history. Well, we've had all of those things. And we're now about to enter our recession phase. At, at, at best, we are going to go into a recession. And that has nothing to do with politics. It has everything to do with the cycle of money. It is a, it's a seasonal thing. And so we are way past the time for a, uh, a recession. And the longer you hold it off, the deeper it becomes. Now, because the rest of the world did not recover and the rest of the world took these loans that they have to pay back in dollars. This is critical. People don't understand this. When we were loaning money to these, you know, up and coming nations, they have to pay them back in U.S. dollars. Okay. well, they didn't get the great growth that we got. We're the only ones. So now they're sitting here with all of this money that they owe just like us and what's happening the fed is now saying i gotta call some of that money back in so i'm gonna raise the interest rates when they raise the interest rates other countries beside the united states have no choice because they hold dollars and all of the loans owed to other countries are all settled in dollars so now their money is worth less as the dollar gains. They have to pay more money. So it's it's like a credit card. You have a credit card and it's, you have 6% interest. But every time the Fed raises rates, every time we do this in another country, their credit card is going from 6% to 12% to 20% to 40%. There comes a time quickly that they cannot pay these loans back. And it also makes their dollar worth less or their money worth less. So it's harder for them to buy things. So you start to have this problem all over the world where the politicians are going to look and say, it's America's fault. They got rich on our backs. And they, and they look at this whole trade war as like Trump could be gone in a couple of years. They're thinking longer term than that, right? They think they can change this at any time. And again, they can always convert a couple percent of their you know, citizenship to slave labor and save a heck of a lot of money anytime they want. And that's the sort yep. of dark advantage they have here. Yep. You're listening to Glenn Beck. So it's Christmas party season. If you don't like what you're seeing in the mirror, because you feel like you're eh, maybe uh, got a little double chin going on or a sagging jawline, you got to try new GenuCell jawline treatment from Chamonix. This is all the most advanced stuff they have. They've you've heard these terms, dual peptide, MDL technology. It plumps the lipophilic layers of your skin. Um, I don't know what any of that means, but I do know that it actually works and people are getting great results from it. If you're looking for a gift to, or to get some for yourself, this is what they have going on right now. The GenuCell jawline treatment is yours absolutely free when you order the GenuCell for under eye bags and puffiness. They also have the for 12 hour uh, immediate effects. They've got that as well. It's also free when you call or click now 800-577-8709 or go to GenuCell.com. And this year on a high note and with the beautiful skin, no bags and a tighter, higher jawline. Call or click now, 800-577-8709 or GenuCell.com. That's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. GenuCell.com. 
Hey, you looking for a Christmas gift for somebody? This is a great one. You can save $20 off a yearly subscription of the Blaze TV. BlazeTV.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to it. Pat Gray is joining us now from Pat Gray Unleashed. Hello, Pat. Hello, Glenn. Did you read that uh, Voyager 2 has uh, left the solar system? Elvis left the building. Thank you. Voyager 2 left the solar system. Okay, so I thought this happened a few years ago, but it must have been no. it went on the other side well, of Pluto. Well, Voyager 1 left the solar system a few years ago. This is Voyager 2. Well, which one was had the golden record on it? Voyager 2. What the hell did Voyager 1 have? Uh, I, I don't know that they put anything aboard. So why do we care? It's like, it's like well, hey, everybody, one. I just yeah. put my garbage down the trash chute. Voyager <laughs> 1 can go to hell. Yeah. We don't need we it. We don't need it anymore. <laughs> what is it doing? Uh, so I, I found that you know they do have that gold-plated phonograph record mm-hmm. and a phonograph player so mm-hmm. that if it's ever found by aliens, they can play it and it, get an idea well, if for they what have humanity arms. is if they have arms if they if they have arms <laughs> i personally think they will well they may not have arms I if think they, they don't will. if they don't have okay so you send it to a planet entirely made up of amputees now they're looking at this phonograph <laughs> record and they're like right. if somebody was here they could put it. the needle on that record or put mm-hmm. the record on the player we'd be set well maybe they do it with their mouths do they have mouths i don't know if they you have know. mouths okay i don't know <laughs> They don't have arms. Have they adapted any what sort they, of function what that they if, could pick something up? What if they have arms and mouths but no ears? Then what? Then See, we're not thinking we're these not. things through. We didn't think it through. Right, okay. we didn't, in All 1977, right. we did not think this through. We didn't. Uh, but Jimmy Carter recorded the message. I think this is a pretty good message. It's kind of cool. This is a present from a small, distant world. A token of our sounds, our science, our images, our music, our thoughts, and our feelings. We're attempting to survive our time so that we may live into yours. That's a good message, That's right? That's a really good message, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, I'm certain he didn't craft it. I'm also but, certain they won't be able to read it. No, that's probably uh, true. But that's a whole other. But they included the Latin. I think possibly it could be <laughs> the I think. <laughs> it's one of the one of the one of the hurdles. Uh, they also I, included Morse code. Which do they have Morse code on the planet? Do uh, we know no, that? No, no, no. Or Latin phrases. No. For some reason, they put Latin in there too. Well, uh, is there a Rosetta Stone? Because that's what I mean. I would imagine that they they should have put it in several different languages. Isn't that how we figure out what things are? We we have several different languages that say the same thing. And so you're like, oh, oh okay, that means this and this means that. Yeah, and they did 55 different, both both ancient and modern languages. 55. Okay. Hmm. Uh, then they included uh, things like Bach, Mozart, Beethoven, Stravinsky. And it was kind of controversial, but they put uh, Johnny Be Good by Chuck Berry. Remember that? Yeah. Um, because rock and roll was juvenile. And Carl Sagan said, uh, no, this is supposed to re- represent everybody. All of humanity. Yeah. Well, he and wanted, rock and roll is an important part. He wanted rollover Beethoven. Is that true? Yeah. He wanted rollover Beethoven, and all of his students. That would have been better. Well, then you, Chuck Berry. I think I would have liked. Rollover well, there, Beethoven. there you go. You are with Carl Sagan. <laughs> I am. But all of his I students am. said that's a stupid idea. <laughs> really? Yeah. And so they put uh, uh, Chuck Berry in instead. I wonder why. How do you decide on Chuck Berry rather than Led Zeppelin, which you also had access to at the time, or you know? Boston, or only so many people can fit the on the spaceship. That's true. See That's now, true. if we were what would you this include now, now today? Uh, many of the actual groups 
that are singing. <laughs> you bring the people <laughs> on. You put the people put the on people. it. They may yes. not be a record player. I think the president needs so to make a speech. Have them sing put it. him on the space crap. I like that. Take all of the I people. I like that. We have to represent media. Mm-hmm. Okay. CNN, CNN is on the spacecraft. I like it a lot. I think it's a good idea. And in 40,000 years, it'll reach the next nearest star. And CNN will be able to tell everybody, tell everybody about it. <laughs> So this can't communicate back to us now, can it? Yeah, it. Uh, it, it takes still- it takes eighteen hours or something to get back to us, um, but it it does continue to communicate, which is astounding to me. Forty one years later, it's still communicating with Earth. Unbelievable. It, it can- and made by an American company. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's, yes. It's still operating. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Yeah. It's pretty amazing yeah. technology, and they expect it to continue to last. For billions of years. I don't know how that's possible. Unless it crashes into something. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes, then there's a problem. <laughs> it's going to meet the next planet. In 40,000 years. In 40,000. Yeah. Boom. Is it programmed Wouldn't to go it around horrible? it, though? I don't know. Wouldn't it be horrible if there it, it hit the next planet that is 40,000 years away? It's inhabited. It has people with mm-hmm. arms, with eyes, with ears, capable of understanding our le- uh, language and can put the tone arm down. Mm-hmm. But it burns burns up on on the on atmosphere entry. on entry. I that, mean, that would suck. That would suck. <laughs> that would suck. <laughs> 18 minutes later, we'd be all like, oh, crap. Oh, Where are you in these NASA meetings? And they need you. So, right? Mm-hmm. Right? That's what I'm you thought of a lot of contingencies of that mm-hmm. uh, they didn't. A lot of them. Also, uh, San Francisco is so expensive now. I was just reading this article. Um, the median home price in San Francisco is $1.6 million. It is so expensive. Waiters can't live in the city anymore. Waiters can't live in... Uh, d- lawyers can't live in the city anymore. Uh, neurosurgeons. How are neur- neurosurgeons living in the city of San Francisco? How does anybody live in a city where the average... Well, the median home price is $1.6 million and the average home price is over a million dollars? It's unbelievable. I don't know how anybody who makes... Right. If you make fifty thousand dollars a year, how yeah, are you worth, living there? But it's worth You're here. In, it's worth here in Texas. What? It's worse here. It's in worse Texas. here in Texas. No, oh, that's not. right. Yes, it is. Yes, that's thank you. Thank point, you, Pat. Oh. It's much worse. Here. Oh my gosh! Oh, it's like, the median right. price right. is five point nine million dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so if you're in San Francisco can't, can't or in it. California, don't, don't even come here. think about it. Don't. You'll no, by the way, maximum it. wages here in Texas are five dollars an hour. People yeah. don't talk about yeah. that very much. Yeah. They're militant about it too. Yeah. I mean, not so militant that you could uh, gather a bunch of people to you know maybe vote in new politicians to change that mm-hmm. uh, because the people it's not the politicians even it's the people right they right. don't whatever like keeps it. you out of here people right. annoying liberals from california <laughs> right. is what we're saying well it's so That's bad what, i haven't eaten since 2015. Wow. Oh yeah. Doesn't oh look I like it. Any. I, I know. Like. That's the thing. <laughs> Mine's the I've been the existing stomach, on old fat uh, for a long time. Like distension. Oh, okay. That's what's happening yes. with me. Yeah. Uh, is me I'm too. so hungry. My stomach <laughs> is distended. <laughs> when you buy a new house, it's, you're, there's like that guideline. It was like three to five times your salary, right? Like you're supposed to target mm-hmm. typically. Yeah. Um, if you are uh, making the league minimum in the National Football League, you couldn't afford you're a house. right around there. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe the, you the can. average house, not not a nice house, but like you're, you're actually That's playing. You're making five hundred grand a year in the NFL. You're right around that area where ah, I can or, I can afford the median house here. 
That's insanity. It's crazy. That is crazy. And not to mention... Yeah, because the, the median price is what... I mean, the, the, the minimum price that you're paid in the in the NFL is what 484 480 yeah. 480 mm-hmm. think of that i just i just want you to think of that and you also have poop all over yeah right i mean it's not like you're moving right. into utopia you're you're moving into san francisco i think there's only two people who live in san francisco right now mark zuckerberg and um uh, the apple chief uh, cook tim cook and they live together cuz they can't afford a place of their own <laughs> so it's bad it's really bad well the good news it's is really bad. is we have a solution to all of your financial needs and i just want to tuck this in here uh <laughs> elizabeth warren says now that the united states government should get into generic drug manufacturing now she's not mm. a socialist i want you to know no she's not a socialist no why would you say that <laughs> why would you even bring that up well because i mean <laughs> why would you well because of you know having the 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 government buy the drugs mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. give it is uh, you know so, a pretty socialist thing but having them start making them so basically you're just saying she's advocating governmental ownership and administration of the means of production <laughs> <laughs> yes oh. D- to paraphrase to par- to pra- i mean that was a a little clunky of a way of saying it, but yeah. yeah so you know. basically, what you're saying is mm. she'd like to take over and uh, basically so- socialize, socialize, run all of these companies, right? That right. Is, yeah. But give me that phrase again, Stu, because uh, it's weird. I've heard that someplace before. It, it seems like Elizabeth Warren is advocating governmental ownership and administration of the means of production. Yeah, where have I heard that before? Oh, but she's a capitalist. There's yeah, there's a book. Right? There's a book it's in. It's What's in a, um, what is oh, it? oh I know it is. Uh the dictionary after the word socialism. That's ah, that's where I found ah, it. Okay, that's, so it's that's the textbook. What it was. The textbook definition, definition. But she's not a socialist. No. She's just now advocating for the textbook definition of socialism. And here's the bad thing. Mm. Everybody will go, What's the problem with that? What's the problem with that? Okay, try this out for size. You get a drug and it's made poorly. It's not made right. They're not making enough. They decide to change the price on it. Whatever it is, they do something bad. And it's the government that's making them in government facilities. Who do you go to? Who do you go to for help? Who do you go to to say, uh, I think this uh, I think this drug is actually being made wrong and it's killing people who do you go to no one because of course in this utopian idea that would never happen would never happen mm-hmm. those would always it will always be cheapest to do it through the government because the government i mean look at the mail service mm-hmm. oh don't have a single complaint there <laughs> and you get your mail lickety split i mean i can't wait to stand in line at the government manufacturing uh plant for mm. my drugs it'll be as easy as going and buying stamps <laughs> and what incredible incentive this would give these drug companies uh to come up with new and incredible medications because they get this idea that they get to sell it for a couple of years and then the government gets it to come in and undercut their price by like 80 percent or 90 percent or maybe just give it all away and they get us all that. That's their incentive. They get a couple of years of a window to sell it. And then they're totally screwed. That's, what a great idea. It's great. Mm. It's great. It's almost like it's socialism. That's why it works socialism. so well yeah. every time. That's mm-hmm. why socialism. Well, this works is so, so well. you know, this is something that even, um, you know, 
Sweden doesn't do. Right. I, mm-hmm. We talk about this all the time. You know, uh, these company, these countries in the European uh, areas where they talk about, oh, well, we need to do that. And sometimes conservatives say socialism. And it's not real. It's not socialism as a textbook well, definition. Definitely. Because one of the things they'll come back with every time is, oh, come on. It's not like they're controlling the means of production. They are. She wants to control <laughs> the means of production. She's actually advocating for the textbook definition of socialism. Okay, I got to change. I got to change my stance on something. Okay. If we send out Voyager 3, I want to be on the spacecraft. (laughs) As long as I'm sitting in the next chair. Thanks, Pat. You can see uh, and hear Pat on the Blaze Radio Network every day. Also on Pat Gray Unleashed, the podcast. Uh, Get it wherever you you find podcasts. As long as I'm in an X chair, I don't care how long I sit in space. Nothing better. Yeah. If you're going to go into space for long periods of time, you take the X chair. I feel like it's almost space-aged, right? You get the sort of space-age technology going on, all the adjustments. But then also, it's just really comfortable if you just sit in it. Yeah, it's really it's really great. It's very, very comfortable. Um, it is cheaper than... I mean, it's the best chair out on the market, and it's cheaper than the so-called best chairs on the market. Um, and uh, And it's a thousand times better than what everybody usually sits in at work. The X chair now is making the X chair basic, which has all of the basic adjustments that you need for your lumbar support and, you know, the thing that, you know, makes it rock back and forth. I don't even know what that that the knob there that makes that thing happen. Uh, So you have all the adjustments that you really need, and it's a fraction of the price. The only audience that is uh, being offered this at this time of the year, it's brand new. It's being offered to you. You can go to xchairbeck.com. That's xchairbeck.com. Use the promo code Beck. You're going to save $100 off of you know any of the X chairs. Plus, you're going to get a free footrest as well. Check out the X Basic. It's available now only to you, and it's available for the holidays, and uh, all of the chairs are. It's a great Christmas gift. It is xchairbeck.com, 844-4X-CHAIR. So I want to tell you, I'll give you something that you can do to uh, to reach out to somebody and change their lives. You know, we've been on the lookout for um, people that are um, just in need of prayers or anything. Uh, and we found PrayForDavis.com. Now, this is a four-year-old uh, Davis Robinson who has malignant cancer, uh, stage four cancer. They don't know. The numbers don't work really with him because... He could he's either going to live or die and um, they're either going to get this or they're not. Um, He's not old enough to understand what's uh, going on right now. Um, uh, But his parents do and his parents in the last year since he's been diagnosed have just mom's not working anymore with him uh, all the time. And uh, and dad is having to take off so much and they've they've taken They've depleted all of anything that they had, um, and they could really use your help. Uh, you can go to PrayForDavis.com. Um, he went in. They, they thought he had appendicitis, and some really good technician happened to wave the wand a little too far and found that there was a tumor on the other side of him uh, running from his belly button down towards his uh, bladder, and they removed this. Um, uh, from him, but it uh, it had spread in his body already, and it would be great to help take some of the needs off of this 
uh, family now so they could just worry and spend the time with their son. If you'd like to change somebody's life, here's the way you can do it. Go to PrayForDavis.com. You can uh, make a donation there to help the family. Um, uh, we talked to, we reached out to the guy who set this up. This was set up by a friend. Uh, and he said uh, the family, you know, is really struggling, but they will take prayers uh, even more than money. But if you can help them in any way, please do. PrayForDavis.com. Spread this uh, to your friends as well. PrayForDavis.com. Okay. Um, there's a couple of things. I, I want to show you how the world is getting better. The world's becoming a better place. And actually more charitable. Uh, more people in school. Things in... 2018 have seemed pretty bad, but there's been some really good things as well. And we'll get into that when we come back. Stu has been talking about for quite some time, and I love it because you have the same service, mm-hmm. but you're not paying, you know, that service provider what they charge. You're you're paying Patriot Mobile, and so the service provider that actually built those towers, they're charging you extra and they're taking that money and they're throwing it out to, you know, Planned Parenthood and different groups like that. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's one company in particular, over $80 million has gone to left-wing progressive causes from your phone bills. There's no reason to be a part of that. Uh, Patriot Mobile set the company up with that idea in mind that conservatives should have a voice too. Um, so what they do is they give you the great service and great prices. I mean, PC Magazine just just did a special on the best cell phone plans in America, you know, outside of like helping out conservative causes. That was not their focus. And they just said Patriot Mobile is one of the best in, in the entire country because um, you're getting the service, you're getting the prices, but then they take a portion of your bill and they give it to conservative causes, uh, you know, for the fight for the Second Amendment or pro-life causes or, you know, pro- business freedom, constitutional protections, religious freedom, all these great organizations that align with your values. It's really easy to do. It's easy to switch. You don't lose anything. You don't have to sacrifice anything. Patriot Mobile is a great place to go. Uh, Patriot Mobile uh, is the uh, is the name of the company. Uh, call them at 1-800-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash blaze. Join Patriot Mobile today at patriotmobile.com slash blaze or 1-800-PATRIOT. That's the place to go. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. How long ago was it that Syria gassed their own people? Remember? How long ago does that seem to you? I mean, it seems like a long time ago. It was April. Jeez. How long ago was it we canceled the Iranian deal? Or Donald Trump met with President Kim? Oh, my gosh. That was June. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was June. July. The Cave Boys in Thailand. August, the wildfires, Kavanaugh, midterms, yellow vest, Brexit, all these things happen. And and now we just hit uh, one of my top 10 predictions on our U.S. debt. Last year in January, I said, you're going to start to see the foreign buyers of our debt dry up. It's official. They're all drying up. But not to worry, says the U.S. government. We're buying it. Oh, good. What the hell does that even mean? 
how do we get out of this? Oh, man, you can learn anything from history. Our common humanity, even against all odds, and it's happened before. It happened when it could have never happened right in the middle of war. Common humanity kicked in and people stopped listening to their leaders. And I begin there in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. If you missed last hour, uh, go back and listen to it on the uh, podcast or, uh, or you know, however you listen to this uh, program. It's in hour number one. I talked about the, uh, the economy and what I believe is coming in 2018 and trying to get you prepared a little bit for uh, new and fresh eyes in the new year because we are uh, we're a world on fire. What was the stats, Stu, I gave you? Last hour that you hadn't heard before. Oh, oh, the China thing. China. China's stock market where we had we have recovered by growing four times where we were at. We lost fifty percent of our stock market mm-hmm. value in two thousand eight. We not only gained that back, but we also have grown by four hundred percent. Not the case in China. Or anywhere else in the world. In China they dropped seventy percent. They've only regained twenty percent. So the world is on edge, and as one goes, we all go now. Have you diversified your portfolio yet? Have you? Do you still have it all in the stock market? I I, uh, I will tell you, uh, I'm not comfortable. I'm not comfortable. Prepare for the reversal of our economic and political landscape by looking at gold and silver. As something that you can barter with, something that is a safe haven in case the world goes out of its mind crazy, which I would contend it already has. In times of political and economic uncertainty, the world always returns to gold. You listen to whoever you want to listen to. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm just telling you this is right for my family. I've got 10% of what I have in gold, and I hope to never, ever have to use it and pass it on to my kids. And I hope they never have to use it because the only time you really have to use it is in times where it's crazy. But I don't know. Last year was less crazy than this year. Where do you think we're headed next? Call Goldline now. 866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE. Read their important risk information. Make sure if buying gold or silver is right for you. But talk to them now at 866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. was an unbelievable time people had never seen anything like it before now this particular morning the skies were clear and it was the first time in months that it wasn't swarming with fighter planes and missiles and the air wasn't yellow or red from the mist of blood for once you couldn't hear gunfire you couldn't hear explosions And you couldn't hear the moans and screaming of dying men that you couldn't get to. One of the guys that was there said, I remember the silence. It was so strange. It was just silent. It was Christmas Day, 1914. Six months World War I had been going on. And it was something that the world had never seen before. It had never fought a war with planes 
It had never fought a war with missiles and bombs falling from the sky. It had never dealt with noxious, poisonous gas. There was nothing like it. And all of the troops along the Western Front had one day to remember what peace was like. A spiritual giant in my life, he said, Glenn, I think your job is just to remind people what it feels like to be normal, what it feels like to be good. I don't know if I've ever done that, but I've tried because it's important. That's what happened on this Christmas Day. The troops from England and Belgium and France, they got up from their muddy trenches. They were facing their enemies, and they, they stepped out onto the battlefield without a single weapon at the ready. The German troops did the same. And all of the men gathered in battlefields all around Europe this, these guys had been fighting on this no man's land. They had, had fought over it for weeks. And Pope Benedict XV had called for a Christmas Day truce. He said, we have to have a day of peace. And commanders from both sides said, no, the, the, you have to continue to fight. It doesn't matter if it's Christmas. But when it arrived, there was this wave of humanity. And it overtook everybody at the battlefield, no matter what they believed. It started with just one soldier. There was moonlight on the frost that night. White almost everywhere. And it began very quietly. Graham Williams of the 5th London Rifle Brigade wrote that first the Germans would sing one of their carols and then we would sing one of ours until we started up O Come All Ye Faithful and at that moment the Germans immediately joined in singing O Come All Ye Faithful the Latin words Adesta Fidelis And at that moment, they thought it was extraordinary. Two nations on a battlefield singing the same carol in the middle of a war. This spread 10, I'm sorry, 100,000 soldiers all across Europe. 100,000 agreed to honor the Pope's truce. The next morning on Christmas Day, German troops shouted Merry Christmas in English across the battlefield. They held up a sign that said, You no shoot, we no shoot. They then got up and they exchanged gifts. They gave haircuts. They played soccer. They buried the fallen soldiers who had died in no man's land. For one day, they lived like humans. You know, we, we too often forget about our military. We forget that they're even out there. We forget that the war doesn't stop on Christmas. 
too many times, too many times we forget, even after the homecoming. In 2009, there was a veteran, he was a journalist, and he was embedded for a year with a platoon of Marines. He was in Afghanistan. It was one of the deadliest places on earth at the time. And he saw the tragedy firsthand that war brings. He said, war is life multiplied by some number that no one has ever heard of. At the end of World War I, there was an estimated 20 million people dead and 20 million people wounded. It had been billed as the war to end all wars, but that was a lie. In just a few matter of years, the world would become embroiled in yet another apocalyptic war. And we can say whatever we want to say about Neville Chamberlain or anybody else, but we would do the same. If we had lost as so much, we would have lost our sons and our daughters and our fathers and we would have lost those who even came back. We wouldn't have wanted to go to war again with Germany. But perhaps we wouldn't. If we would just remember the Christmas truce. Because it stands as a reminder that humanity can emerge in the darkest of times. It's a, a glimmer of hope found in any tragedy. They are victories probably bigger than any triumph for humankind found elsewhere. It was the truce of 1914. And it was seen by officers and commanders as an act of mutiny and cowardice. But to them, the hundred thousand that had uh, disobeyed their superiors' orders. It was a miracle. There was one kid who was young. He had a real problem with this truce. He was on record. He was he was young and believed in his cause and said this is an act of uh, traitors. Have you have you no honor? Such a thing should not happen in wartime, he said at the time. He was a corporal, Adolf Hitler. The soldiers themselves, the men dying in the trenches in the fields, engulfed by gas and smoke and blood, they didn't agree with Corporal Hitler. For one day, just one, the warfare didn't involve one superpower against another superpower, all the soldiers being pawns. It was just... We can worn out men against the superpower of war itself. A British soldier later said, I then came to the conclusion that I have held very firmly ever since that if we had been left 
if we had been left to ourselves, the war would have been over. Another shot never fired. Unfortunately, that's not the case. War remains. And despite the dramatic drop in war and violence following World War II, we still have to deal with the realities of war. The people who live with those ugly realities have to deal with it most, and they are not superpowers. They're men. They're home. They're at the table. I think the best gift we can give to them is peace. This Christmas, have peace at your table. Call a Christmas truce. Come together. And let's figure out what it is that is worth living for. You're never more than 60 seconds away from more content. I'll tell you about our sponsor this half hour. Our sponsor is uh, X Chair. X Chair is a revolutionary chair. It looks great, but better yet, it just feels great to sit in. Uh, we're spending more time in our office chair than we are in bed, which is really a problem. It's true. I, I advocate more bedtime. Right? Yes. Me too. At least it's sitting, though. I don't want to be standing. And when we're sitting in the X chair, eh, it's nice. You don't have to. You can sleep in it, too. I've slept in it several times during the show. <laughs> Wait and a minute. it works really well. Hold it just a second. So mm-hmm. now they have the X chair basic, which has all of the, you know, all the stuff that you need with all, all the crap that you're like, wow, it does that. Well, I'll never use that, but it does that, too. The X Chair Basic is a great chair, and it is a fraction of the price, even though the X Chair is a great price for the best chair in the business. The X Chair Basic is the chair that uh, just about everybody can uh, can afford, and it is uh, available to this audience only, and it has all the lumbar support and all the adjustments that you really need. Go to xchairbeck.com. It's a great Christmas present. 844-4X-CHAIR. 844-4X-CHAIR. You want to sit in the best chair you've ever sat in for your home office or your office office? It's xchairbeck.com. 844-4X-CHAIR. Use the promo code BECK. You get a free uh, footrest as well as $100 off. Promo code BECK. 844-4X-CHAIR or xchairbeck.com. This is the Glenn Beck program, and I love this time of year because we can actually. um, It's strange. I I actually feel like I could get away with talking to you about things of the heart. Where the rest of the year, most people don't want to hear it, but I think by this time of the year, everybody's kind of like so beaten down. You, you, you want some good news. And I want to tell you how the world has improved. I mean, it's crazy how the world has improved. You know, we, we, we look at today's world. Stu, if you just look at what's happening today, 
How do you feel things are going for humanity? I mean, I think <laughs> if you look at it, how it feels, uh-huh. uh, I think it feels horrible. <laughs> right? Right. I think every year we get to the end of the year and we're like, oh, thank God 2015 is ending. Right. 2016 <laughs> will be much better. <laughs> right. And then every year at the end of the next year, you say the exact same thing. And right. It doesn't and it doesn't like it get better. Right. And yet it has gotten better. So much has. So much has. Man, let me just let me just give you a few things. On the whole, has technology helped your life or hurt your life? I mean, I think a lot of people would say it, it hasn't helped, you know, because I know Really? You feel well you I mean, obviously you understand there's a lot of good things, right? But I mean people think when they think technology, I mean, you know, I'm addicted to my phone. Correct. And, and people are never But I also have Every book I've ever wanted to read yeah. on my phone. Do you remember? I mean, surely you probably do as a as a music nerd, right? You were in mm-hmm. radio at like 12 or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I remember going to record stores. Yes. And searching through bin after bin to find some like imported like B-side remix CD or, uh, you know, cassette. CD. Right, yeah. Cassette. But, uh, <laughs> right. Whatever it was, whatever right. the technology was. But I mean, to try to find that now... Every song you could ever want is available ever imagine there is there is a collection I, I i I really want this for Christmas, but I don't want anybody to buy it. My family is listening. don't buy anything. I don't want anything for Christmas, but hmm. what no, so I really was really subtle oh, no, I yeah, really, no. <laughs> let me just say it on national radio. maybe no, no one will I, buy it for me. No, 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 I don't no, want of course it. you I, don't no, no. I seriously no Tanya has oh, received I, the message. she's got it. She understands what she needs to do with the rest of her day. I'm not even going to tell you. I'm not no, even I want to know. No, I'm not going to tell you because I really, I'm having a hard time convincing my family. They're rolling their eyes and I'm like, no, I'm serious. I know you as women always say this. And the one time I followed through on it, I got yelled at. <laughs> so it's not that. When a woman says, I really don't want anything. It's a trap. Okay. <laughs> don't fall for that. But with me, I really don't. I want my children and I want my family to go give something to somebody else. I I just go. I don't need anything. Just go give something to somebody else. Uh, With that being said, there is and a a friend showed this to me. And I don't remember who it is. It's um, it's not him, but it's like Eddie Van Halen or somebody like this that went and bought the entire uh, Columbia. record collection prior to like 1930 so all of the wax cylinders and everything and they put it on a cd and so now you have this collection of all of these voices that are lost forever they're lost forever no they're not they're all digitized now and some of the people who inspired the greats and you've never heard them it's jack white right that did this uh, who's he from? What from, was he? Uh, he uh, white stripes. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So anyway, I just think that technology. Look at what we have. Yes, we're complaining about it because it has a dark side. But so do we too. I mean, it's like complaining about humans, and that's what people do. They concentrate on the bad part of humans, and they don't concentrate on the good part of humans. Can we concentrate on the good part? Because everything in life is a double-edged sword. It can be used for good or for evil. What side of the sword are you? What side of the sword are you using this technology for? 
I want to get into I've, I've, I've got a list of things that have gotten so much better. But he seems to talk about them. And I have to tell you about the, the fart bomb, which I think is also an improvement for humanity. We'll get to that in a second. You're listening to Glenn Beck. So when you look in the mirror, do you like what you see? Looking hot, looking sexy? Hmm, I know I am. <laughs> But uh, if you are, uh, you know, maybe looking like I really do, uh, you might have a little bit of a double chin going on, a sagging jawline. If that's you, why not try new GenuCell jawline treatment from Chamonix? They, they're doing a great special with this right now. They have all the me- most advanced stuff, all the technology. Uh, this is their newest product, and it works amazingly fast. If you have the double chin or the sagging jawline, you get the results get better every day. If you're looking for a gift or if you've got want to get some for yourself, this is how it works. They've got the GenuCell jawline treatment. That's yours absolutely free when you order the GenuCell for under eye bags and puffiness. Uh, and for results in 12 hours, they have GenuCell's immediate effects. That's also free when you call now. 1-800-577-8709 or go to GenuCell.com, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com, 800-577-8709 or GenuCell.com. All of your favorite voices are now under one roof. It's TheBlazeTV.com. Stephen Crowder, Eric Bowling, Mark Levin, me, Ali Stuckey, all of them. Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I, uh, I love this website called Human Progress uh, because it puts things into perspective sometimes. Uh, it talks about the things that are now happening that are, are really quite good. Uh, ways that things are getting better. Um, and if you just look at some of them, over the last decade, globally, it has been it has become a lot easier for somebody to start their own business. More people have access to sound money. For children aged seven and under, the expected average years of schooling has never been higher than it is today. Global coal consumption is trending downward, easing CO2 emissions Chlorophyll fluorocarbon uh, consumption has reached an all-time low. Wheat yields for U.S. agriculture have never been higher. Internet access in schools has substantially increased. On the average, freedom of the press has never been higher. We're only hearing about the press that's being shut down. But on the average, it's better than it's ever been. Access to improved sanitation has skyrocketed globally. The size of a new U.S. home increases every single year global labor productivity has shot up over the last six decades the aerospace industry adds billions of dollars of value to the economy tourism accounts for a growing share of the world gdp think of that we didn't go on vacations not like we're doing it now more people have access to air travel and are traveling than ever before There's less regulation of credit, labor, business. Youth literacy, literacy has reached an all-time high. Energy consumption in the U.S. has decreased. The uh, the, uh, price of common food items has declined. Globally, the number of women in the labor force has never been higher. More people than ever own a personal computer. Think of that. I mean, we can complain about technology all that we want, but think how connected we are. Think, think about what. Think about what we have done 
as people, as a group that meets at this time, we get together and we talk about things we care about. Then we're moved into action. The Nazarene Fund. We have an anniversary special tonight at 8 p.m. that you don't want to miss. Three years and, and thousands of miles later, the former refugees of the Nazarene Fund's first operation, Mar, uh, uh, Marilia Airlift, they held a party to mark the occasion. Our cameras were there. It was a difficult journey. And what has happened in the year since is remarkable. A story that no one knows. You will know it tonight. Tonight at 8 o'clock. Watch it with your family. Where we've been in just the last three years. And what we could accomplish and can accomplish. When we decide, you know what, I just want to concentrate on something that actually makes a difference. Think of how connected we are. A friend wrote uh, wrote to me and said, I have a friend who started this for a friend. Could you just look into it? I went online and I I saw this cute little four-year-old. Do you have jingle bells? Uh, Here he is. Singing jingle bells. Okay, this is a kid, in case you're not watching on Blaze TV, this is a kid who is singing jingle bells and he's in the doctor's office. He has stage four cancer. He doesn't know that. But his parents. Their whole life has changed. And uh, and so I mentioned it uh, last hour. And I mean, this audience is always amazing. And uh, so many of you reached out to uh, prayfordavis.com, prayfordavis.com. And we actually have his uh, dad uh, on the phone with us uh, now. Hi, Dad. How are you? Hey, Gillen. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm. I'm. Uh, I am pleased to talk to you. Uh, Lance Robinson is uh, Dad's name. He is the father of the four-year-old cancer patient named Davis. How is Davis? First of all, you know, all things considered, he's doing pretty well. He's still the most days. He's still the happy, you know, joyous little boy that he's been all along. So we've been very uh, blessed and thankful that you know he's responding well to chemo treatments in terms of side effects so far. We have somebody in our office that is going through chemo now, and it's just brutal on an adult. Uh, how are you explaining this to him? You know, it, it's actually really hard to explain because he doesn't understand. And, and other than the fact that when we originally went in, he was having pain in his abdomen. Now that pain's gone. So when we have to explain, like, hey, Davis, we're going to the doctor today for a chemo treatment, he hates it. I mean, he really just... He gets so fearful and anxious about it, and all we can say is, like, buddy, it's to help you, and he can t- he keeps saying, but, Daddy, I'm better. I-, I feel better, you know, but we just know that we have to go through this treatment plan. So he has stage four, and it was in a tumor that they they found because he had pain. They thought it was a appendicitis, but a good lab tech uh, spotted this tumor. Um, mm-hmm. But it spread in his body. What are the—I don't mean to— uh, 
but what are the what are the uh, what is his prognosis? You know, they it's hard because they don't really talk about prognosis with the children. Um, generally, in children, because of how resilient they are, there's a definitely a higher percentage rate that survive cancer um, at every measure by a year, by two years, by five years, or whatever. So. The best that I can say is that, you know, with rhabdomyosarcoma, which is what he has, um, they're, they're kind of thinking it's like a 70, 60 to 70% chance, I think, right now that, mm. that he could make it through this and live for a long time. Um, it's harder because, and this is crazy, but of, of these cases, they call it RMS, rhabdomyosarcoma. But of these cases, he's only the ninth kid ever on record that had his origin tumor start in his belly button like his. So they, that's kind of throwing them for a loop. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's, you know, for us, for my wife and I, Amanda and I, it's, it's, uh, you know, we're right now, we're just trying to take it a day at a time and, and honestly just, you know, continue to pray that God would heal him and that, um, he wouldn't have symptoms from the, the chemo and everything. But right now it's, that's the best I can say, 60 to 70% chance that he could, you know, at least survive this from this original stent of cancer. Davis uh, has a, a, a an older daughter. What's her name? Uh, his sister is her name. Or Lily. Sorry, daughter. She's sorry, eight. sister. She's eight. That's okay. Um, yeah. L- L- Lily. Lily. Sorry. How is she? Yeah. How is she? And how's mom holding up? You know, Lily is. She's. I just love her so much. She's an amazing little girl, and. Um, She's doing good, but she does she does what I do, which is she internalizes a lot of things, and she tries to take care of her mom, which is just unbelievable to see. You'll see Amanda get upset about something, or you know, in the hospital or whatever, and you'll watch. I'll watch Lily go over and take care of her, try to cheer her up. Um, so for her, you know, it's going to be really hard for a long time because even though we are very trying to be as intentional as we can with her, you know, all the attention right now is on her little brother. And I think that's a hard thing because she cares for him and she knows what's going on and she can understand a lot better about it. But at the same time, she's missing out on a lot of things because we can't go places. We can't, you know, we're missing out on church sometimes because we can't take Davis there. So I think it's just a hard road for her, especially like from a psychological standpoint. Well, I know that you've only asked for uh, prayers, um, but your friend on your website has uh, put up a place to donate because you guys are taking a massive uh, financial uh, hit. Uh, Mom can no longer work, and you run your own business, and uh, it's it's uh, very difficult. If anybody wants to donate, you can go to PrayForDavis.com. Uh, but I would, uh, I would ask the audience... Uh, to please keep Lily in your prayers too. Lily is her name, right? Yeah. Yeah. Please yeah. keep Lily in your prayers. Um, especially this time of year. I mean, here's this, this little girl who is just, um, you know, weathering a storm of her life as well. And it will uh, change her forever. And hopefully it will change her and the whole family for the better. Um, God, yeah. God's will be done. Um, yeah. Lance, thank you so much for talking to us. Have a great Thank Christmas. You. Thanks for having me on. You bet. You too. Thank you. You bet. Prayfordavis.com. Now, that is the good use of technology. When I first got into this, I couldn't have found out about this family. I couldn't have seen pictures. I couldn't have, I couldn't have 
had a picture or a video or audio of this cute four little boy, four year old little boy, I I, it, I would have had a got, had a letter. Then I would have had to find the family, put them on the phone. But how could people just give money, stuff it into an envelope? Our life has been so greatly enhanced and our ability to help one another so greatly enhanced by the same technology that can be used to destroy. But that is the case with everything. We are either great creators or we are great destroyers. It all goes back to what my father said to me. We're the two most powerful words in any language, and that is, I am. I am angry. I am going to get vengeance. I am weak. I am pathetic. Or I am a healer. I am a helper. I am happy. I am full of abundance. I am going to share all that I have. So here it is, the most wonderful time of the year, which is also also pretty expensive. Uh, holiday shopping can uh, add up fast. If you have an equity loan, if you have an equity in your home, American Financing has some options for you to help get you out of debt. Have you seen Stu the um, the average credit card interest now? Yeah, it's getting pretty high. It's sixteen percent now. Sixteen. Sixteen percent. The Fed is going to raise rates, they think, three other times next year. This is going to, this is just, you know, you dr- drive it back up. It's already three points higher than it was uh, the year before. 16.6% now on your credit card. How do you get that paid off. You don't. Uh, yeah. You don't. And if you're, if you're starting to rack up more debt, A, please don't. Please don't. Please talk to your family and say, we can't do it like we have. Um but if you have equity in your home and you need to get out of debt, get out of that high interest with American Financing. Go to AmericanFinancing.net and they will show you how you can save yourself from massive debt, from massive headaches and worry, but also from bad credit scores. It's AmericanFinancing.net. Call them now. 800-906-2440. That's 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So I think it's important for America to know that I work with one of those people. Oh, wow. Uh, is this more racism or uh, sexism? No, no or... I think everybody, it's a dog whistle. Everybody knows when I say <laughs> oh, those <no>. people. <laughs> what I mean are those people who celebrate things like, oh, our first date. The first date anniversary. Yeah, yes, you're yeah. torturing me with this. Yes, yeah. it's true. Uh, 20 years today for my first date with my wife, Lisa, which is insane in a very long period of time. I do, though, I kind of disagree with you on this one. I feel like that's the more important anniversary to celebrate. The wedding is just like a confirmation of something that, you know, you like, right? Like we had this good relationship. <laughs> it's a little more than that. I mean, I guess. It's it, not like, you know, I'm not like marrying my television. 
No, you know, but I mean, like, I just a uh, little ceremony confirming I like that. Right. But it's like you say <laughs> you love someone. Right. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you go through and you say, OK, here's a here's a here's a confirmation of of of, of that in front of everyone. No, it's, it's a, a confirmation that you're never going to stop. Right. Right. But I mean, I That's knew that pretty. before we were married. You know it when you propose, right? Like, I there, like, can I? Do you, do you celebrate the proposal? Like, it's it's a confirmation. It's a legalistic would. confirmation of love. You right? would oh, first date your anniversary that we propose. First date much more important. I think mm-hmm. that's it. That you're, it's the where first did you meet? Where we meet? We yeah. meet well. We met at the radio station that you were uh, at as well, which brought brought me to a really interesting thing today. Is that you've been in my life more than her. I've been around you for longer than I've been and around you've her. you've never had a formal declaration <laughs> declaring your love for me. <laughs> it's really depressing. You know, we've been working together this year for 20 years. 20 years this Crazy. year. Uh, and later on in that year, I met my wife. 30 for me and Pat. But we've been yeah. off and on. You were off and on, yeah. We've yeah. been pretty much on for 20 years, which is really too much. I mean, let's be honest about it. For both of us. That's really... <laughs> it's, should, we, should we consider it now the kids are gone? Should we consider it? Consider it. We I go mean, our separate ways. We, we stayed together for the kids for so I, long. For so and, long. <laughs> for so long. Uh, no, it's a, that's, a, that's a wild thing. That's mm. a, it's a wild thing. 20 freaking years. It's a long time. I mean, I'm at the point now where I've been with her almost as long as I haven't. Right? Like, it, And for her, she, I think we met when I she know, was 20. So, I mean, like, basically half of her life has been spent with me, which is a terrible realization for her, I'm sure. That's not something you want to wake up and say, gosh, I've, oh no. (laughs) You see, I like, uh, I kind of de-emphasize anniversaries because it makes my wife look and go, oh cow, uh, holy cow, I've, I've done this with my life for 20 years. I don't know if that was a good choice. (laughs) (laughs) Understandable. Yeah, not necessarily the best. All right. Uh, we still haven't gotten to the fart bomb. Uh, we have to do this Beto thing on, on the border, too. We have, have to, to do, do that. that. And Ali Stuckey is in. She made the greatest argument ever yesterday. Next. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. A mom and dad are losing uh, their son or daughter, depending on which he or she decides to be, uh, to the state because the, I think it's six or seven year old, has decided they want to be a different gender and uh, they want to uh, proceed in life like this. And mom and dad said, well, let's just hold on here. Let's just, you know, let's just wait and see. You can make that decision later. Well, now the government of Canada is stepping in. Uh, No, no, mom and dad, you don't have a right to do that. And so our our next guest, a friend of the program and a co-worker, posed a question. If a child, 6, 7, 8, 13, can claim they are another sex and demand that they are, are called something that they are not and have a sex change, doesn't that destroy the age of consent? Because if you can say, no, I'm a boy, and I have the right to call myself a boy at eight, why can't that same boy or girl say, oh, and by the way, I've fallen in love with this 41-year-old, and we're going to get married? Or a 13-year-old say, I've fallen in love with this 10-year-old, and we love each other deeply, and we both want to get married. Why can't you say that? Doesn't this destroy everything? Or is that 
the point. Allie Stuckey, when we come back in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So Simply Safe is our sponsor this half hour. Simply Safe, a great home security system for your business or for your home. It has the cameras, it has the motion sensors, glass break sensors, everything that you would need to keep your family safe. And you don't have to have somebody come in and upsell you on anything. You know how many doors and windows you have. I think you can figure that one out. So you're not, you know, please get out of my house. I'll buy anything. Just leave us alone. (laughs) It's not that situation. You don't have to schedule a time between, you know, 11 and 4 p.m. on Wednesday because nobody's coming in to wire it. You do it yourself. You do it yourself. And it's not wired. It's all wireless. So it takes you about a half an hour. Seriously, about a half an hour to put it uh, up in your home and then $14.99 a month which is super inexpensive for the 24/7 professional monitoring. It's 2018 you need a, you need a security system. Yeah. Call you call you know just just <laughs> call your own shots. Get all of that crap out of your life. No strings, no wires, no contracts. Simplysafebeck.com. Save a buttload of money right now if you use the promo code Beck at simplysafebeck.com. So Ali Stuckey uh, worked for us for I don't know how long, and then CRTV uh, stole her mm-hmm. from us. Stole her. Uh, she, she may, others might say, rescued her from us. <laughs> uh, and then uh, it, when this deal was going through for our merger, the one face that kept coming to me was <laughs> Ali going. Oh, dear God, no, please, no, no, please, no. Uh, Don't send me back there. Right. So just, I just want an honest, I mean, that's really what went through your head, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I am very glad. I've heard so many good things about uh, the potential of this merger and all of them have come true so far. And I think it's only going to... Get, get better, better and better. Yeah. So. It is, um, it's time that we all kind of come together and stand together and leave each other alone um, and let everybody do their own thing. You have just been remarkable. Let's start with what happened yesterday. How did you, who were you tweeting this to and what has it turned into? Because I read it and I thought, oh my gosh, this is great. So my tweet yesterday was uh, exactly what you said. If we are saying that uh, young children or even teenagers are that they have the capacity to consent to a sex change, to hormone blockers, to all of these things that we say are necessary for gender transformation at a young age. Why don't they also have the capacity to consent to a relationship with an older person or like you post uh, a, a young child? Why not? What logically is actually stopping that? And of course, um, the the leftist blue check marks came out in droves saying that this is a ridiculous connection, that this is the slippery slope fallacy. But of course, they couldn't actually answer the <laughs> right, question. Right. They couldn't say why logically that is different. Um, right. I, I knew that my mentions were going to go up in flames, but I think it's I think it's a reasonable question to ask. And I. I never got an answer to it. Well, because you're just saying one is a really important decision. So if you have the capacity to make one really important decision, why wouldn't you have uh, the capacity to make another very important decision? Because there is no other reason. We say consenting adults. Right. So if it's consent 
and you don't have to be an adult to make game-changing decisions, then what what really, and I'm not saying this slippery, slippery slope, I'm saying let's just be consistent. Exactly. And that's that's a really good point is really when it comes to sexual morality for most progressives or most people on the left, uh, the only lines of morality that are drawn are autonomy and consent. So I'm just saying if those are the only lines of morality that are drawn when it comes to sexuality, what's stopping a child who apparently has uh, autonomy and consent uh, from have from exercising that autonomy and consent when it comes to having an older relationship? So the argument really is that maybe there are other lines of morality that that we should draw outside of autonomy and consent. Maybe there are other things that we should consider. So um, uh, who, who came after you yesterday? Oh, I don't even know who they are. Okay. Just, just Well, I knew when Ben Shapiro tweeted me, retweeted me, <laughs> that, that they were going to come out. It kind of flew under the radar for a little bit um, until the power of Ben Shapiro yeah. came. So, um, it's a blessing and a curse on that one. Because yes. every, every once in a while, he'll retweet something that I do. And then it's just like, I have, yeah, my entire yeah. mentions for the next two days is just nonstop Ben's are intense. Yeah. Yes, yes, they are. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he, he is, uh, what's great about Ben is he can take you apart logically and you don't even know it you're all of a sudden your skeleton standing with no meat on your frame and you're like what just what happened, just happened? To me? i don't even know what just happened to me um so um you are uh really focused and i love this you are really focused on spiritual things uh and uh, things of deep meaning which people will say millennials don't connect with and yeah I don't believe that. And I know you don't believe that. Right. Well, I think that millennials are like any other group of human beings and that we are on the search for truth. I think that we just look in the wrong places typically. So millennials are the least religious and the most politically progressive generation in America's history. And I don't think, and I know that uh, correlation doesn't prove causation, but I don't think it's a coincidence that we're also the least satisfied or the least happy or the most suicidal or the most addicted, the most medicated. Um, there's something that religion or the lack of religion has left within us and we're still searching for something. We're still searching for some kind of purpose just like any other generation so i am uh i'm obviously not in your generation and i feel the same way though (laughs) says anyone with eyes yes Uh, thank you uh the religion is so much of it is bogus and uh and while ritual is important for many reasons, it's more, much more subtle and you can go to church and you're not hearing anything that is actually relating to anything that is is helping me deal or understand today. And so how do you find meaning in religion? Is it that they're looking? I mean, I think they're rejecting religion because there's not a lot there. Yeah, maybe so, but I'm not shy about what religion and what faith I think will ultimately fulfill you, and that's the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I'm not going to shy away from that and just say, you know, religion in general, faith in general, that's going to help you. I I don't believe that. If I did, then I wouldn't be a Christian. It would be a lot easier for me not to have to take up my cross, deny myself, and follow Christ, and just say, yeah, religion is great. Go along with these rituals. They'll make you feel better. I don't believe that. I believe that Jesus is what fulfills you. That doesn't mean that we're going to find 
find um, temporal happiness every single day simply because we are Christians, but that Jesus satisfies that void that's in your soul. And that's the audience that I'm speaking to. And there are a lot of non-Christians that that follow me and listen to my audience, but the niche that I've kind of carved out are A, people that are seeking truth and they haven't really figured it out yet, and B, uh, young Christians that that want to hear their faith uh, logically discussed, logically debated, logically talked about within the realm of culture and politics. Um, and so I'm not I'm not shy about which faith I think satisfies. I don't think it's religion in general. I think it's Jesus. I, when I, I, I would say that um, religion in general is, has been one of the problems. That, you, when you you keep saying that, do you mean like uh, like the, the people who are doing it, or people who are misusing it for other purposes? Gandhi said it great. You, I love this Jesus. I just <laughs> don't like his followers. Okay, and and so many of us are not living it, and yet we are the first to point to someone else and say look at their flaws totally. and those people are going to hell because they don't do x y or z well neither are you jack neither are you yeah and we're not we are we are right now in the last few years i have been blown away by the number of people who are devout christians who to me deny their faith every time they say, yeah, yeah, Glenn, you know, peace and all of that stuff that will, you know, that's fine, but that's not going to work really. Cause that's what Jesus said to do. Right, right. And they deny the power of the actual gospel. If we are actually living it and not so busy going, Oh, you got to get baptized in the name of Jesus, but just living it, just actually loving people. And that's hard to do. And I think people have a really hard time. I have a hard time with this. The balance between um, fighting for what is right in a way that is effective and also being a peacemaker. Is it possible to fight for truth? Truth is inherently divisive and also be a peacemaker. Also be exactly. He did. He did. Um, He never denied it and he was never weak. Yes. He was never weak. And you're exactly right. And I think it's difficult for people to fall uh, to follow that that example i would say the problem is not religion it's sin that's the problem that's always been okay back in just a second with ali stuckey let me tell you about uh lifelock uh lifelock if you're using public wi-fi just because wi-fi is free doesn't mean that it's secure in fact that would mean the opposite it's free so anybody's free to get on. It may not have, you know, been set up in the right way uh, as you would have set it up. So hackers can create their own rogue hot hotspots uh, and uh, you get on, you jump on and they're taking absolutely everything that you're putting in all of the information. Be really careful this holiday season. Here's what I would like you to do before you do any more shopping. Please get lifelock.com. Use the promo code back. You're going to get Lifelock and Norton Security. So Norton's going to protect your devices. Lifelock is going to protect your numbers and your name. Lifelock.com. Use the promo code back. Get an additional 15% off of your first year. That's promo code back for an extra 15% off at lifelock.com. 10 seconds, station ID.
So, Ali, we left it at sin. What do you mean define sin? Well, everything that you just described, which I think can probably be encapsulated by the word hypocrisy, um, that's sin. That's not necessarily uh, the fault of Christianity or the fault of religion. It's the fault of imperfect people who are hypocrites. And I do think people have misused religion to make themselves feel Mm self-righteous, to stand on our pedestal and say, you're wrong, but I'm good because I'm a Christian or I'm whatever. And I do think that's wrong, but that's not a problem of religion. That's just a problem of sinful people. Yes, uh, except I think our our religion, our houses of worship, our systems right. are developed by men. The yes. gospel is his. Right. Right. The system, when I say religion, I mean the system of administering that. Uh, gets so it's so warped warped and we're yelling at each other because you don't go to my church and i don't go to your church and i'm better than you because of that it's like i don't remember jesus saying any of that stuff he said do these things and we're we're falling down on those things yeah and i would totally agree with you on that where we might disagree in something that i talk about on my podcast a lot is the importance of good theology um, the importance of understanding your Bible, understanding the context of Scripture, and no, believing I... the believing the right thing. Some people say, "No, no, no, no! It's it's not about that. Jesus didn't talk about theology. Uh, it's just about your personal relationship with Christ." But I would posit that uh, you can't have a personal relationship with God until you know God accurately. So we are going through this. Uh, I'm going through this with my teenagers right now. Um, you have to find God on your own. It has to be a personal relationship. But once you find God, you have to ask yourself, is any of this stuff true? Did he rise from the dead? Because if he didn't, uh, okay, how are you going to find the sense of peace and forgiveness? If he didn't, why are you doing this, this, and this? If he didn't, and what none are, of it matters. None of it matters. It's just a good book with some really good safety tips in it. Um, and that's entirely different than god Mm -hmm. so what does it mean when you find god so i Mm -hmm. think we're kind of on the same same page i wanted to ask you ali um i was fascinated by something that happened to you over the past year which was a controversy with one of our favorite people alexandria ocasio cortez yes oh my gosh did an interview a quote-unquote interview i saw it it was an interview i saw with my (laughs) own eyes it was real it was was real real. she was there i saw you and i saw her and you were talking what was weird is the questions were different from did you see the interview on npr because it was totally she answered the same way it looked the same way it was was crazy crazy. it was crazy and you obviously edited yourself in and made a really funny piece with you interviewing alexander ocasio-cortez and they I was fascinated mind. by the way that people reacted in which they tried to make it seem as if you were trying to mislead people, that the yes. interview was real. Uh, first of all, what was that like going through? And, and secondly, does that because the indication I got is they were scared of you. The fact that they would do that and 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 try to, to it was such a ridiculous angle yeah. of attack and try to, you know, to squash you on the in that moment and say something that was obviously a parody was real. I don't know. That indicates that they they were they were intimidated by that whole thing. Well, first of all, I was not anticipating this kind of blowback. I right. thought, okay, this will be a funny video. People will like it, but it's not going to cause controversy. Yeah. When I woke up the next day and had emails from BuzzFeed and the Washington Post asking me, and this is the thing that I also learned. We, we all know that there are biased journalists out there, but what <laughs> I realized in the questions that they were asking me, uh, so targeted towards the conclusion that they had already drawn, is mm-hmm. that, oh, so this is how it works. They start with a foregone conclusion and they back 
up from there and they'll fill in the facts that they want to fill in. Uh, What really just struck me, which I guess, again, we already knew, was the stunning arrogance of these leftist journalists who say, no, 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 readers, you probably didn't know that this was fake. (laughs) But because we are because we are so cunning, because we journalists are so smart, let us break this down for you. This was a fake interview. She she was she was trying to mislead you. I'm like, good job, y'all are y'all are yeah. so clever. That's that's what amazed me about it. There's a there's a subtle uh, undertow, I think, of the whole Russia situation that is very connected to that. In that, th- they keep bringing up the the Russia um, situation with the the memes and the you know the bots and everything uh, p- promoting Trump um, as it approached the election. But the under the, kind of the undercurrent of that is. Everyone knows that you're an absolute moron if you voted because of a meme. Right. And 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 in their view of America, everyone is just dumb enough to be fooled to vote for Donald Trump because of a meme. Now, right. I don't know anyone who's dumb enough to vote because of a meme, but right. but that's like that. It's like did you get the sense that they were trying to A talk down to people, but B, do you get the sense that they actually believed it? Do you think that they had a question? as to whether you were trying to pull this off as a real interview or not. I don't know. I think it's possible that they really are just so hypersensitive to being made fun of or uh, <laughs> anything that they find important, like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez being tri- trivialized, that maybe they convinced themselves that it was real. But I I thought that they were just playing me. I thought that everyone knew it was a joke, yeah. but they were trying to get it taken down because they didn't like it. They don't like to be made fun of. Conservatives are the only ones that are allowed to be made fun of. I didn't play by the rules and so this is the tactic that we are going to employ to try to destroy you um and it was in that time that i learned that you do not apologize when you're not wrong yeah and i'm glad that i didn't yeah no it's a it's a remarkable thing anybody can tell you how dishonest and people always say oh i know i know but when you're actually sitting in the chair right and they're talking to you. Right. And it's different off the air or different prior to the interview. And then they start doing it and you're like, oh, my God, it's stunning, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And I know you've experienced that so many times. But reading uh, some things in the Washington Post that, well, Ali Sucky has never she's never made a parody video before. This is this <laughs> is the first we've seen. I'm like, OK, so you're just making things up now. It, it really is. Um a, a crazy experience. Okay. What do you think is the fascination with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? I've seen the media tossing this one around. My kind of theory, I landed on, I think the re- Republicans in general like to elevate her because they, the fact that, you know, here's an admitted socialist who doesn't seem to know a lot about the things that she's talking about. Yeah. If that's going to be the face of the opposition, good for us. Yeah. What do you think is the reason? What's the fascination with her? I think so. I think the left has glorified her because she is somewhat of a renegade. She uh, is very relatable. I'll give her that. She uses social media well. Mm, She says things and I'm like, I totally get what you're saying when Mm. she talks about personal things. Um, So I understand that. And uh, A student asked me, are you afraid that this is going to um, now encourage more socialists to to run for office and possibly win? I said, no, I am afraid that it's going to encourage more ignorant people to run for office. (laughs) that's what i'm that's what i'm afraid of i think that's the precedent that she's setting and that's why 
many people like me are so worried about it. <laughs> I love it. Um, Allie, thank you so much thank for you. coming in. Uh, Allie Stuckey, if you haven't been following her, or if you wondered where she went, if because you were a Blaze fan or CRTV, we've now merged and we are together back in the family again. Uh, Allie Stuckey, uh, thank you so much. Thank you. All right. When we come back, I know I've said we had to get to it all morning long, <laughs> and it is true. It is it's a deep story, believe it or not. The fart bomb when we come back. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Not everyone can look as wonderful as Glenn Beck. I mean, it's not, you, you strive for it, but you just can't get there. If you have a bit of a double chin or a sagging jawline going on, you want to try GenuCell jawline treatment from Chamonix. Uh, this is uh, their new product. It is the most advanced stuff they have with a dual peptide and MDL technology. Uh, and it contours and defines the jawline within minutes. It works really fast, and the results get better every day. If you're looking for a gift or you want to get some for yourself, they've got this great deal going on where you get the GenuCell jawline treatment absolutely free when you order GenuCell for under-eye bags and puffiness. And for results in 12 hours, they've got GenuCell's immediate effects that's also free when you call or click now. Give them a call. Get this out of the way. 800-577-8709 or GenuCell.com. Uh, it's 800-577-8709 or GenuCell.com. G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. Great gift. GenuCell.com. Go check it out. There's like 40 hosts, thousands of hours of information and entertainment, and... You can get it with some subscriptions at the low as $4.99 a month. It's at BlazeTV.com. Oh, I want to take you back. Uh, now, this is over a year ago, um, but I want to take you back to a time when we had something called the Internet. And remember, we could go shopping uh, online. Uh, we, could, we could see each other online. We could watch movies and everything else. Do you remember this, too? It was a long time ago. It was well. You could go on. I guess you could. It's so hard to remember. I know you could go. I think you could buy things. You could read things. You could listen to music. Remember that mm-hmm. they had. They, yeah. You could listen to music on the internet, yeah. and then they had the whole. Um, they had the whole uh, like they they used to call it streaming, and like you mm-hmm. could basically like watch a movie mm-hmm. over the internet right to your computer or to your phone. I mean, well, back in those days, we were there was a real possibility that we could have innovation. Mm-hmm. In this country, well, what happened, as you all remember, a year ago, um, it was it was a year ago. I mean, mm-hmm. it seems like a lot longer that we had the internet mm-hmm. uh, before it went away. They uh, shut down uh, the internet with net neutrality. Yeah, uh, and in fact, uh, the the headline was, uh, I believe, what was it? The death the, of the internet. The end of the internet as we know. Yeah, the end mm-hmm. of the internet as we know it, and that is true. That is true. Uh, because in this last uh, year, internet speeds have gone up 40%. Just the 40%, though. Just the 40%. So even if now mm-hmm. they restrict all their uh, fever dreams came true mm-hmm. and they restricted internet access, all these companies came together mm-hmm. and they said, we're going to restrict our cut our access for 40%. Do we yeah. just go back to where we were when they got rid of yes. net neutrality? Yeah, they said that they were going to mm-hmm. restrict it by 40%. Right. Yeah. Hmm. And so by it the way, seems not like doing the, that. Seems like the opposite happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, maybe that's maybe that's just me. Oh, by the way, I uh, read this in the Washington Times uh, today. I found this in- intriguing. The recent media merger between uh, CRTV and The Blaze, founded by conservative broadcast titans 
Mark Levin and Glenn Beck uh, is fired up, clearly focused on both audience and marketplace and is ready to rumble. Listen to this. The new hybrid is the Blaze Media, an appropriate name since the entity drew two billion social media views in the first few days of existence. Wow, that's uh, that's, <laughs> that's uh, a lot. That's, uh, so that's a lot. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, wow! Don't, don't miss out. Don't miss out. See, if we only had net neutrality, maybe there'd be a way to restrict that. <sighs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know stop what I mean? It. Put a stop to all of this. Man, if we could just choke down those small up and coming companies, mm. that would be that would be great. Um, I told you yesterday, Stu, about the scientists uh, that are from Harvard who have decided they're going to do a geoengineering experiment. Now, I don't know about you, but I love geoengineering experiments. This always works out well. Okay. In every science fiction movie. They are from Harvard. They're going to attempt to use particles to block out the sun in attempt to save humanity from global warming and cool the planet. Now, According to Popular Mechanics, this idea uh, came in 1991 after an eruption of a, of a volcano. Mm-hmm. And uh, particles were put up, you know, into the, into the atmosphere and it blocked the sun. Now, it didn't take the volcano in 1991 to, uh, to go over that. We can clearly see, you know, other times when volcanoes have gone out or, you know, erupted and, uh, and things got very, very cold and... Crops died and people died. Mm. Um, but uh, don't worry about it. But the governments of the world will manage this process. They're going to manage this. Appropriately. So Harvard, they've had scientists on this. So Harvard is going up and they're going to release some particles up in the uh, up in the sky to see if it works. And uh, if it does, it's going to be fantastic. Now, there is something else that I think is also wonderful and fantastic. China and Russia have now band together on controversial heating experiments to modify the atmosphere. So Harvard is trying to cool it down and China and Russia are trying to heat it up. Perfect. They have modified an important layer of the atmosphere above Europe and are testing a controversial technology for possible military application. A total of five experiments were carried out in June. One June 7th caused physical disturbance over an area as large as about half the size of Great Britain. The modified zone, looming more than 310 miles high over a small Russian town in eastern Europe, experienced an electric spike with 10 times more negatively charged subatomic particles than surrounding regions. It's called Operation Z-Machine. China's next weapon in the nuclear arms race in another experiment, June 12th, the temperature of thin ionized gas at high altitude increased more than 100 degrees Celsius, 212 degrees Fahrenheit, because of a particle flux. Could I just say, (laughs) we have researchers in America trying to block the sun. We now have the country of China and Russia trying to heat the ionized uh, uh, atmosphere above Earth, I think it's time that we call for a shareholders meeting. (laughs) I mean, I'm not sure the companies that we have all elected to, I don't know, start, build, work for now. I don't know, but I don't think the CEOs of these companies, I think they should start listening to the shareholders because I'm not for either of these. 
Is anybody with me on that? It's a little scary. It's a little scary. I think the, the shareholders meeting is a good idea. We might want to have a voice in these sort of processes. You said this with AI as well. It's the same type of thing where we better have some voice in this process. Yeah, um, we're not going to. I think, too, though, doesn't this sort of uh, destroy or injure the narrative that we're all going to die from global warming? Like, what, that China and Russia are heating things up? Well, well that too. <laughs> no, but because they're saying, well, in a desperate circumstance, we'd have to do this geoengineering trick. And I think my, everybody's response to this is they're going to screw this up. Um, and if there was any chance of it actually working, most likely we'll just instead end up in an ice age. Yes. That's what I think everybody jumps mm-hmm, to immediately. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But all these really super duper smart scientists that tell us that this is such a huge problem are saying, well, I guess if if it keeps going this way and civilization keeps rising up and billions of people keep getting let out of poverty and they, and, and they keep living and breathing, well, then you know what we're going to have to do? We're going to have to put some dust in the air. And that's the only way we're going to stop this. Well, well then, uh, okay. why don't we wait until it's really bad? Why don't we look at that then? And, and I mean, if because I always I've always believed if if global warming is as serious as, as as some people say, what we will find in the end is that you know we'll be able to develop scientific solutions to that and adapt to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I don't know how that's the that's not the pro science view somehow. Somehow that's not the pro science view. Come on, um, but I mean, come on, it, let's just let these guys go up there and just put particles up in the atmosphere. It doesn't sound like a great idea, but again, these are the people saying that that the outcome is so terrible. Right. If the outcome is so terrible and all you have to do is spread some dust, well, wouldn't you just think about spreading the dust? I mean, maybe this is a smart thing. This would be something that conservatives should embrace. Go ahead. Start doing these experiments now and tell us how, no. how, it's, gonna, how it's going to fix things. Because no, I just can't remember butter's good for us, butter's bad for us. Kind of like... Particles to block out the sun, good for us. Particles to black black out the sun, bad for right, us. They did, they did this with black like, soot, right? Yeah, black soot. The same they've, thing. They've done this before. They've done this before. No. Can we talk about something that is important in science, please? Yes. Okay. So uh, there is a uh, there's a guy. I don't know if you have the story. I, I've misplaced my story. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a guy in Silicon Valley that people were stealing packages off of his porch. And so he decided that he needed to do something about it. So he designed a box. It looks like a package. And he put some things in it, including cameras. So he can uh, he can actually, you know, see what's happening Uh, and GPS tracking. So he just got sick of it. Uh, And, you know, even if you have somebody on your porch, you know, you have the camera getting it. The police just shrug their shoulders like, I don't know. What are we going to do? So um, he decided that he was tired of it. And uh, and so he decided to retaliate and he built this box with a GPS tracker that lets Mark know when the box has been moved. And as soon as it's opened, a custom built spinning tub flings ridiculously fine glitter in every direction. So if you open it, you are covered from head to toe. But he has found most people steal something off of your porch and then they open it in their car. And uh, oh, no. and so it's your car has a giant glitter bomb. But that wasn't enough. That wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. A few seconds later, after you're spitting the glitter out of your mouth, a, a, and I'm quoting, a blast of canned fart spray goes off. Now, maybe it's just me, 
but I didn't I was not aware that we had fart spray in a can or a jar. I think it's like 83% of Spencer Gifts business. Uh, the, they really business do have farts. Is fart spray. Do they really I have I could farts? be wrong on that percentage, but I think it's close. So you've seen it? Yeah, I've seen canned fart spray before. Of course. And it smells like... Well, I've never bought canned fart spray, okay, but I right. have seen it in stores. I assume it's effective. Okay, so... I'm going to advertise falsely so, about that. Right. I mean, we've never had canned fart spray as an advertiser, so... And I've never used it, so I, I w- neither of us can say, but... Um, I want some. Anyway, a few seconds later, uh, after the glitter bomb goes off, a blast of canned fart spray uh, goes off. Or should I say the first blast of canned uh, fart spray? Because apparently it just keeps coming. And the reason why he did this is because he wants the thief to throw the box out out of the car, out of the window, into the garbage, or whatever, because he wants to take the box and use it again for somebody else. Uh, And so he just tracks it down wherever that box is sitting uh, with the GPS, and then he packs it all back up and puts it on his puts it on his porch. Brilliant! It seems a little bit of overkill for a problem that I know is significant, but I mean, Amazon probably just going to send you a new one, right? I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. it. I don't know, but I do like the fact that there's somebody driving around smelling like farts and covered in glitter. I I, w- I will tell you that uh, you know, as the as the, the as you read the article and, and as it points out, you know, um, building a box that goes off and has wires and switches and circuit boards in it um, may end up putting you on a list of some sort. I'm not sure what kind of list, but you might want to think twice before you do this yourself. <laughs> it's the the stuff that you're actually buying there, I think, would put you on a... Glitter and fart spray? I don't know if glitter and fart spray gets you to the terrorist <laughs> watch list, but... You guys have any fart spray? I need some glitter and fart spray, please. In fact, get, uh, give me a whole case of it. Again, Spencer Gift is not going to be shocked by, no, that, by no. that, that request. And that kind of makes you wonder. You know, if you're in Spencer Gifts and you are the person, you are the, you know, you're the person that orders everything, you got you might be questioning your life. And by the way, Spencer Gifts is a, a store commonly found in malls, and malls are, are, are a group of stores that <laughs> yeah, many, right. many years ago. Okay, all right. I, I don't even know if people even know what malls are anymore. Let me tell you what Liberty Safe is. Liberty Safe. Uh, imagine if you owned a company and the biggest complaint was, I should have gotten a bigger one. I should have got more of what it is that your company is making. That would be the greatest problem that you'd ever have. That is the number one complaint for people who buy a Liberty Safe. I should have bought a bigger one. Think how much fart spray and glitter you can keep in a giant Liberty Safe. You can protect your most important. I'd rather have my safe filled with fart spray and glitter than a bunch of purses for my wife. Oh, she would never let the, the glitter and the purses get in there or together because then there would be all sorts of issues. You don't want those things cross-pollinating. And the fart smell, oh my gosh, that would be very bad. That's why she should keep the purses, I don't know, in the closet. Or maybe get a few less. Or spend less on purses. But I'm just... I uh, fully agree with this analysis. <laughs> uh, bigger Liberty Safe. You can get one now. LibertySafe.com. It's the best built safe in the business, bar none. They have them for your handguns. They have them for documents. They have them for everything that you need. Trust me, buy a bigger one. Because that's the number one complaint. And it's exactly what I thought when I got my first Liberty Safe. I bought a little one and I was like, 
boy, that was stupid. Should have gotten a bigger one because you'll be amazed at what you're going to put in it. They also offer a 12-month interest-free financing on approved credit. So if you're looking for a new gun safe for somebody, make sure it's a Liberty. LibertySafe.com. That's LibertySafe.com. On tomorrow's broadcast, uh, I'm going to show you how things get better. And it's generally speaking, not through protests, not through violence uh, in the streets. Uh, It's actually through stuff that you the things that people say they hate right now were a blessing to people a hundred years ago and it's 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 stunning so the things that we hate right now it's just time for another turn uh for capitalism and capitalism is changing it already. We're just too uh, blind to see it right now. It's hard to see because, you, you know, it's like someone getting taller in your family. Like yeah. day to day, you don't notice it. Over time, you recognize it. It's easy to go back and look 20 years ago. That we had way worse technology. Our lives have been improved an incredible amount. We've, been, we've talked about this with, you know, you know, the rates of survival of diseases and all sorts of things like that. The, 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 the progress is absolutely amazing but when you see it day to day it doesn't feel that way i heard the wind on mars this week and no one was talking about it i cast the rains down in africa that was my weekend (laughs) it's a different no it's a different thing did you did you hear that with the winds of (laughs) sounded like wind yeah it did it did sound like wind. well it was weird (laughs) because you had to pitch it up i think two octaves to be able to hear it Mm. so it's I, I'm not sure why, but I think it's maybe very, it's beyond our hearing the wind. Um, but still, I heard noise on another planet <laughs> and no one talked about no, it. I, no one talked you. about it. It's crazy. It's incredible. It's incredible. We don't even notice these things. We don't notice the big things. It's, we do the exact opposite of the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff uh-huh. uh, book from right. back in the day. So we are going to point out the improvements in thousands of people's lives. Tonight at 8 o'clock on Blaze TV, there is a special that you don't want to miss. The third anniversary of the Nazarene Fund's first operation. Where we've been in the last three years. How much good you have done and what's to come. Tonight, 8 o'clock, blazetv.com. You're listening to Glenn.